I would like to welcome back my listener to WTF Politics and other stuff too. My name is Vic, and today I'm going to do a year-end look at President Biden and Vice President Harris's performance, plus a little bit of this year as well. Let's just say it was not a good 2021, and 2022 is not shaping up to look much better. through the first year of President Biden's presidency, and it's been a rough one, and 2022 is not looking much better. I mean, issues from immigration, Afghan withdrawal, shutting down COVID to the economy, it looks like his administration has failed at almost every turn. With poll ratings as low as 37%, I have to wonder how many people regret voting for him. Then again, liberals are not ones to admit their mistakes. He seems to have broken almost all his campaign promises or pledges he made, you know, during his campaign. Of course, the biggest one that sticks out for me is shutting down the coronavirus or COVID. He told uh, state governors in a virtual meeting that there is, quote, no federal solution. This gets solved at the state level. Well, this really goes to show he had zero idea what they were getting into and a complete lack of leadership. I mean, if you, you know, you make that pledge and you just throw it away and toss it to the states because you just realize you have no clue what you're doing. uh, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, Biden can't even control the border crisis, rising crime, supply chain issues and tweets from Biden, you know, from the White House claiming victory over issues. I mean, they get savagely ridiculed when he posts anything. I mean, he's just failed on every front. When there, I mean, when there are 81 million, 81 million Americans who voted for him, I air quote that, voted for him, uh, when are they going to wake up and see what a complete failure he is? He continually avoids taking questions from reporters after press conferences. I mean, he just turns his back and walks away. And on the very rare occasion when he actually does take questions, you know, of course, they're from pre-selected reporters who, of course, are you know friendly to the administration. Even then, he can't come up with rational answers. He seems to stumble so much. I mean, I really wonder if Biden's cognitive thinking has come into question, you know, with the Democrats. Do they really realize that he can't come up with coherent answers? He just doesn't seem to know what he's talking about most of the time. I mean, how many times has he referred to Vice President Harris as the president? I mean, I can think of at least a you know half dozen or so. Everywhere this man shows up, he's greeted by citizens and protesters who believe he stole the election, holding signs saying, let's go, Brandon. Now the Democrats and liberal media want to label that phrase, let's go, Brandon, as a right-wing slur, stating that it really means, fuck Joe Biden. You know, I did not hear liberal news or liberals whine when fuck Trump was the rallying cry when Trump was president. Not a fucking peep. This saying was made famous by an NBC reporter, Kelly Savas, or however the hell you say her name, interviewing a NASCAR driver uh, by the name of Brandon Brown, just won Talladega. Of course, you know by now the crowd at Talladega was chanting fuck Joe Biden And she spun it around to, let's go, Brandon. So now that's the rallying cry of the right when it comes to President Biden. Of course, we all know what it really means. 
I mean, I don't really use that phrase myself, of course. I laugh a little when I hear about its use at rallies, when Biden sees protesters holding, you know, signs with that phrase on it. Of course, the most famous use of this phrase was when President Biden was taking calls on Christmas Eve and a man from Oregon called into NORAD, who's tracking Santa Claus, you know, looking for an update. However, the caller was connected to President Biden and his wife. They took some calls on Christmas Eve. Conversation started out pleasant enough, but at the end of the call, the caller said, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. And what's Biden's response? Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Now, at first glance, it's rather funny. However, at the same time, the president and the first lady were doing something nice on Christmas Eve, you know, taking calls from families, which, in my opinion, again, is a nice thing to do. The caller used the phrase at the end of the call, you know, In my opinion, it was in poor taste. With that said, would I repeat and appear to agree with the statement? No. It just goes back to what I said about his cognitive abilities. They just don't seem to be there. Why repeat a phrase that everyone knows is a right-wing slur? I guess I want to think the right should be a little bit more respectful and not use that type of phrase to a sitting president. Even though President Biden is the most tragic president the United States has ever seen. We're supposed to be better than that. I suspect that that this isn't going away anytime soon. Uh, You know, again, I just don't think it's right. But, you know, people are fed up and they're still going to use it. But, you know, I'm not going to. I mean, see, I can't take the moral high ground on occasion. Okay, I'm going to get off my soapbox on the let's go Brandon issue. Back to the failures. Inflation up 7% this year. This is the highest level since 1982. Ordinary items are at sky-high prices these days. I mean, here's some of the items that have increased and by how much, according to the Labor Department. Rental cars up 42.9%. Gas, 42.1%. Used cars, 24.4%. Hotels, 18%. TVs, 12.7%. Furniture, 11.2%. Meats, poultry, fish and eggs, 10.5%. New cars, 8.7%. Appliances, 7.1%. Electricity, 5.2%. Restaurant prices, 4.7%. Rent, 2.9%. I mean, it's, it's really out of control. The average Americans are really starting to struggle. The supply chain issue has been a problem for over a year. Shelves at food stores are really just lacking. Many stores have a lot of empty shelves for just basic items like food, milk, etc. Which brought about the latest trending hashtag on Twitter. Hashtag empty shelves Biden. Kind of funny. Next, Afghan withdrawal. Nothing short of a hot mess. Tragically, 14 American service members were killed by a suicide blast at the Kabul airport during what resembled the Vietnam withdrawal. It was rushed. It didn't seem to be properly planned. It was just total chaos. We ended up leaving thousands of Afghans that assisted the United States over the last 20 years and hundreds of American citizens. The Biden administration also left over $85 billion, that's billion with a B, of military equipment It is now in the hands of the Taliban. How could the Biden administration not see that the Taliban were taking over that quickly? Then to leave those weapons and vehicles for the Taliban to use? 
we all know it's going to be used against the Afghan civilians. And that's really freaking sad. <clears throat> now the Biden administration is considering providing the Taliban with $308 million in humanitarian aid. What in the fuck are they thinking? Unless you're a complete moron, you know that money's never going to be used for its intended purpose. It will go to the greedy Taliban leadership to pay their terrorist army, and the Afghan citizens are not going to see a dime of it. Not a penny. I mean, I guess President Biden still believes the Taliban is the new and improved, you know, dedicated to making Afghanistan a more peaceful nation under strict Islamic law. That's not going to go well since they pretty much fired all the women in government, hunted down politicians, military leaders, local police, and executed them. All right, next issue, voting rights. Biden claims that the laws in red states are designed to keep minorities from voting. The biggest issue being voter IDs, claiming requiring IDs to vote is discrimination that keep people from voting. I think some, you know, some people are starting to see what nonsense this really is. Claiming that minorities are unable to obtain a state ID is really insulting. It's just more of liberals, you know, trying to keep the divide in the country. Just think about how many things require an ID. I'm not going to name them all. Is that, you know, that would be hours long. So does that mean a minority wants, if they want to open a bank account, get on a plane, buy a new car, buy a house, rent an apartment, and have to show ID? Is that racist? A majority of Americans know that voting rights, you know, the bill they want to propose is nothing but nonsense, again, to divide the country. Look at his latest speech in Georgia. He basically yells the entire time. This speech was supposed to be about voting rights. He must have known he was not really wanted when voting rights groups didn't show up to his event. I mean, some voting rights groups stated they don't want, you know, another speech photo op opportunity for him. I guess some are starting to really see the administration and Democrats for what they really are. Maybe in some eyes, you know, maybe some eyes are finally opening up. Even the far left leaning Al Sharpton said on MSNBC, it seemed more like a you're going to hell speech than a voting rights speech. Why of all places to go? Are you going to go to Georgia? I mean, Georgia has less strict voting laws than the president's home state. Let me say that again. Georgia has less strict voting laws than the president's home state. State. It just doesn't make any sense. Those are just some of the issues that show what Biden administration has really turned into a shit, a shit show. It's gotten so bad. There's some talk that when and if the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate, they want to impeach them. Well, if you do that, look at what we're left with. Vice President Harris has lower polling numbers than Biden. Also, she's failed to do her duty on every front. She can't handle anything she is tasked to do. I'm going to read from a Hill article on August 30th about Vice President uh, Harris. It's August 30th, 2020. Kamala Harris may have crashed and burned as 2020 presidential candidate, dropping out well before the first votes were cast in Iowa. But Biden chose her as his running mate anyway. It's not exactly clear what she brought to the ticket outside of checking off a few demographic boxes. Foreign policy credentials? Nope. Business experience? None. 
a track record of working with Republicans to pass important legislation, not even close. In fact, analysis by the nonpartisan GovTrack show that she is the most liberal member of the Senate. Even further to the left than Democratic Socialist Senator Bernie Sanders, independent from Vermont. This is rather harsh as the Hill, you know, tends to lean to the left in their reporting. Vice President Harris claims her biggest failure in 2021 was not getting out of D.C. enough. Really? You think? I mean, you seem to hide as much as President Biden does. VP Harris took months to even go to the border after all the outcry that she was not doing anything about it. Her response in an interview when pressed about not going was to laugh and say, I've not been to Europe either. Really? That's your answer? Look at the complete disaster happening at the southern border. I mean, record number of illegal immigrants are flooding across the border, and the Border Patrol is overwhelmed and understaffed. I mean, look at the embarrassing pressure, you know, another failure, the embarrassing presser, presser where she's trying to take, you know, charge up an electric car. She stands there holding the charger like, you know, at a gas pump. Does she not know you just plug it in and you walk away until it's done charging? You know, maybe a run through before the cameras were rolling was in order. She needs, she just needs to step up and take charge and do the job that the people quote voted for you into office to do. I really think VP Harris is in way overhead. She is not prepared to hold a position of leadership in this country. Hence, she's probably not going to step up to the plate. She's along for the ride and seems to be, you know, just waiting to leave office to start making big money on the lecture circuit or, you know, write a book. Uh, rumors of how she's climbed that, you know, government ladder to the, you know, second most position, second most powerful position in government, you know, are rampant. I mean, lots of rumors. Honestly, I do not know enough about how she gained power to make an informed opinion, but from what I've read from a plethora of sources, it doesn't make her look good. And it's certainly not making her look like a role model, you know, for young women in this country, you know, to follow. Look, I know it's very tough for women to be taken seriously and get ahead in politics. Hell, get ahead in business or get ahead in life. There's no denying that. However, if the rumors are true, that's certainly not the way to go about it. Since VP Harris has been in office, a lot of her original staff has left, you know, claiming that it's a very toxic work environment and to be around her. VP Harris seems to be unprepared for interviews. She can't get through questions without their, you know, without the nervous laugh that she's famous for now. Reports out there claim former staff that she does not read her briefings that are prepared for her. Hence, she has no clue about what's going on and then turns around and blames the staff that tried to keep her up to date. At one point, things were going so bad for vice, the vice president that even you know, President Biden seemed to distance himself from her. You know, during one presser, Biden didn't even introduce her. You know, 2021, it was a rough year for Americans. We had no real leadership, and the only thing the Biden administration, <clears throat> excuse me, did was push through unconstitutional mandate after mandate, rush through far-left legislation and progressive measures that put this country so far into debt, our great-grandchildren are going to, you know, probably won't finish paying it off. So what will 2022 bring? 
Well, I'm guessing this year is going to be a little worse. With the 2022 midterm elections coming up this year, it's going to be filled with more vile nonsense from the left. And politicians, and I mean all politicians, are going to be focusing on re-election instead of getting our country back on track. So that that's my year-end look of 2021 and part of 2022. And yes, I am fearful for the future. All right, let's move on to the other stuff too segment. I want to talk a little bit about social media followings and likes. I blogged this out a few days ago. What is it with people begging for followers? We've all seen it. I mean, you know, the, see the, you know, Twitter post or whatever. My account got nuked. I was suspended and all of my followers are gone. You know, crap like that. Why do you need so many followers? Are you looking to become an influencer, make money? Are people still trying to, you know, are they tying their self-worth to how many people follow them or like their posts? I mean, on Twitter, I've got about mm, 1,400-ish followers. Does that mean I'm kind of popular? Hell no. I post at least a dozen times a day throughout any given day, and I'm lucky if I get a couple of likes for a post. Does it bother me? Not one bit. Why? I'm doing it for me. It's a... I'm not looking for validation from Twitter, Instagram, or Getter. For me, it's it's a way to vent without subjecting my wife to hours-long rants about the state of the country, politics, whatever. If people start liking my stuff more and more, great. If not, I don't lose sleep over it. What I have seen lately in the uh, I want more followers arena is people posting, I just followed you, follow me back, or... I'm unfollowing all of those who have not followed me back or I'm dumping those who do not interact with me type posts. That to me is really childish. I mean, it reminds me of little kids saying I'm taking my toys and going home because you're not playing the right way. When you start following tons of people, you're not going to see most of their posts. I'm following around 1500 people. Do I see everyone, everyone's posts? Certainly not. Sorry, I'm just not going to scroll through hundreds of posts just to see what every person I'm following is posting. Plus, if you throw in the retweet, retweets, or a repost, depending upon what platform you're on, I see the same post a dozen times. It's just not that feasible, feasible to follow that many people and keep up. In my opinion, people should not take social media as the be-all, end-all place to get validation. If you're on social media and just looking to get millions of followers, good luck. Because unless, you know, because unless you're famous or manage to catch a rare break that will boost your numbers up, somehow you're going to be disappointed. Sorry. Okay, that's about all I got for today. Hopefully next year when I do the year-end opinion of Biden and Harris in 2022, things will look a little bit better. I hope. Oh, yeah. I hope you've enjoyed the new... Uh, Intro music, my listener may recognize it as the end credits from a popular show on Netflix. You can follow me on social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Getter. Hit that follow button. Also, I have a blog where I vent as well at WTFPoliticsPodcast.com. As always, I encourage you to do your research on the issues and get involved. Time for saying silent is over. Make your voice heard. Have a great day. God bless America.